Listener Production. This podcast is being recorded on Gadigal land. We pay our respects to the traditional custodians of this country and elders past, present. We extend our respect to any First Nations, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people joining us today. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of It's Love Podcast. Um, I don't know why I did that, like I was a 1940s uh, <laughs> radio, radio right. announcer. Um, <laughs> but today we have a topic that I-, I wanted to speak about for a while, but we haven't really been able to find the right person to speak about it. And finally, Lem has done some magic and found <laughs> the perfect person to speak about the gender pay gap. And that is CEO of Pep Talk, her, Maggie Palmer. Hello, gorgeous. How are you going? Hi, y'all. I am great. How are you? This is oh, going to be fun. Wonderful. This is going to be so much fun. We've already ranted about American politics before we've turned on the mics. Uh, we really is... have. We have a lot to say about that. That's a whole other episode, mm. isn't it? Actually, I'll get you back maybe if uh, maybe during the election next year and we'll just bitch about, about American politicians, <laughs> about Republicans. Um, yeah, but So you day. are the CEO of Pep Talk mm-hmm. Her, which mm-hmm. aims to close gender pay gap. Can you give me a rundown right. on what you do? at a high level. Yeah, so high level, our shtick is we're helping people get paid more and get promoted faster. The reason we do it is because the gender pay gap is some bullshit and we're (laughs) trying to fix the problem because I'm just like sick of waiting around for politicians and business to kind of figure it out. So we're trying to do something at the grassroots level as well to try and help, you know, get there faster because I'm not sitting around waiting 100 years, which, by the way, is how long the UN reckons it's going to take at this rate. So that's oh, annoying. And, the, and we'll all be on fire anyway by that point, honestly. So we'll, we'll never get there. Well, climate well, change will have taken us all at that, at that Especially stage. Especially if the Republicans get back in. But anyway. <laughs> I know. Don't not be back. I know. Um, <laughs> I, know. I know. It's too much. It's too, it's too, too much. Have you missed it? I, I, there's an episode, I think, from last week that I did a rant about the, the GOP Actually, debate, this so. will be the week after. So you can actually, they would have yeah. gotten some context. Before. So from last week, guys, go back and listen to my rant about the GOP because honestly... Um, so you are a former BBC World and CNBC journalist and you've spoken mm-hmm. in person at places like Apple and you're a pretty big smart deal. What made you start this company or, or movement? What what was the defining moment? Because I'm sure you've had a lot of times in your career, a very big, impressive career where you've gone, hang the fuck on, why am I getting paid less than these men around me? Well, probably everyone listening's had that too, Abby. I don't mm-hmm. know. I want to hear your stories as well, by the oh, way. Mm, uh, lots mm. to jump into there. Hopefully not, but the statistics would tell us that there is, right? And so, like lots of people, um, I found out that I was getting paid less. I used to be a journalist in Australia and then in Europe and more recently in the United States. But at one point in my career, I was sitting in the newsroom and was told actually by a male mentor that I was getting paid less than the <gasps> guys sitting in the newsroom less than me and next to me, like the, the dudes I was sitting next to. Yeah, and I was like, oh, they've just made a mistake. Like, I just thought it was, I just was naive and I didn't know. Like, I didn't know the gender pay gap was a thing. And so I was kind of raised, like, if you see something, say something, whatever, said something. And they were like, so, Maggie, if you don't like it, you can just quit or take us to court. Um, and I was like, wait, what? wait, 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 wait. Let's, let's like <laughs> extrapolate on this for a moment. Yeah. So you're sitting in a meeting with other people or just with your mentor? Just with your no, I was one on one and he was like, 
down low, like wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah, like you should have negotiated harder. Quote, unquote, he said to me, you should have negotiated harder. And I've never forgotten that. And so now I want everyone listening to always negotiate harder because I didn't and it mucked me up. And now it's part of our mission, right, at Pet Talker, which is like all about paying it forward because I want everyone listening to get paid more, get promoted faster because when women have more money, awesome stuff happens in the world. Oh, my God. My can, can I ask how much the difference was? Yeah, so it was, it depended basically. Some of the dudes, it was maybe like we're talking like 30 to 50K and then some of the dudes, it was a six-figure gap. Whoa, for the same role. <laughs> yeah, exactly the same okay, role. Okay, and then when the you went to them show. and you said yeah. they getting the, they said you can either quit or sue us. Yeah, or get literally. Yeah, they, they, they honestly didn't think I had the chops to do anything because they were like, oh, cute, you've got a good job on TV, like you should be grateful, you know, which I'm sure, again, lots of people have heard before. Yes. You should be stoked to have this job. Like lots of people will line off if you, don't, if you don't want it. And I was like, are you kidding me? You can't. Like that's not cool. And I was just naive, Abby. Like I didn't know the gender pay gap was a thing then. I just I didn't know. And I think, you know, in many ways that speaks to my privilege that I was able to get to that point in my life mm. and career without experiencing discrimination like that. And when we talk about the gender pay gap, yes, it sucks. And yes, it sits at anywhere but sort of between 15 to 20%, depending on how you calculate it. But for women of colour, it's way mm. worse. Like mm-hmm. there is definitely a racist element to it as well, which we can jump mm-hmm. into. But, yeah, it's, it's, it really pisses me off. You can probably tell. Yeah, <laughs> anger yeah. immediately. So yeah. what did you do? What did you decide to do? Did you decide to quit? So I was like, let's play nice. Yay, let's all be friends. Um, that didn't work. They were like, huh, uh, no. And then I got a, I had to get a lawyer. Like didn't want to, but I had to get a lawyer basically, uh, which I was like so stressed. And actually even just talking about now, I actually I feel quite anxious actually even talking about it. I found it very, <laughs> albeit a first world problem for sure, but I, I found the whole experience quite anxiety-inducing Um because it's just like I don't like not being liked. Unfortunately, I have that people-pleaser element, which, mm. again, maybe lots of people listening can relate to. But I was like, I, I didn't want this. I didn't ask for this. This is, But I kind of felt like obliged because I was like, I've got savings. I'm bloody good at my job. I backed myself to get another gig. But I was like, imagine if I was pregnant or imagine mm. if I was the sole breadwinner. Like mm. I couldn't go up against them because then mm-hmm. my family would be screwed. And I was like, mm-hmm. I just sort of felt like I had to, because I, again, maybe naive. I was kind of like, well, if I do it, maybe it won't happen again. You know, that's a probably, again, a naive. You're trying to be but, like um, the, 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 the vanguard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, to- I, wasn't, I wasn't really, but I was just like, I was just like, it's just important to my values. Like equality is like core to who I am. Like yeah. as a person, even as a little kid, I was like get pissed off when I got in trouble, even though my brother did the wrong thing, you know, and I was just, it's just kind of still with me. And like, I know that this is something that you're really passionate about as well. It's like, people have to say something. And like, I also think that like, it's very easy to be like, oh, it's a government problem. Oh, that's like a boss problem. I'm going to blame the manager at work. But I reckon like all of us in every workplace, like we can actually do something legit. Like if someone's getting screwed over, like you can say something. If you're the hiring manager and you you notice that folks of color in the organization are like, surprise, surprise, getting paid on average less. Like you can actually ask Mm. questions about that. You know, you can kind of call out when people are getting mansplained at work and all those kind of things. Like there is actually stuff that all of us can do to sort of make a small difference. And hopefully, like if you add it all up, eventually maybe we'll get that change quicker than the 100 years that United Nations are predicting. Yeah, the unfortunate thing with that is whenever you call out mansplaining, if you call anything out in, your options are calling it out in a joking way. And then be like, ha, ah, thanks for mansplaining, and then not taking mm. seriously. Or if you call it out, then you're the bitch that's hard to work with. Um, totally. And so there's a consequence, isn't there? It's, there's a consequence. Yeah. And that's yeah. what that's what these institutions and, and systemic 
kind of forms of like corporate oppression uh, um, seriously yeah rely on and like you said more so for people of color and women of color in these in these industries um, way worse but I also think like I also I agree with you but I also feel like those of us with privilege I I feel a great sense that we actually have to use that privilege and oh, we yeah, have to I always use some do. of that well you I mean I, and I hear no but you do like you call stuff <laughs> out on the podcast people. and like that's doing what you can because we we can all call that out you know we can call out the weird uncle at a barbecue we can call out someone on social media if you want to get into it oh my gosh speaking of social media by the way like here's an example I had a, had an email today I do lots of speaking talking about this mm-hmm. stuff to corporates blah 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 anyway so today an organization sent me an email because I'd said oh thanks for inviting me to speak but I I, I don't speak without a fee because that's core to what we do yeah and this because it's my job huh? this, yeah and yeah. he sent me this tirade email saying I am incredibly disappointed no oh one's ever been so unprofessional I was like mate you don't get to tell me that I'm unprofessional because I want to charge for what I do. You get a paycheck for doing organizing your conference. Like don't, but then like, I just feel like so, so often stuff gets turned around onto us as though like, yeah. we should, we should, I should apologize to him for saying no, for not taking a fee. doesn't make any sense, but this is how it happens. Right. And then you start to question yourself and you're like, well, am I mean for saying no? For yeah, am I being full profit? Yeah. Like, yes, yeah, yes. You know? Maybe I should have got yeah. opportunity. Maybe I should be nice. Then, yeah. then they'll say that I'm hard to work with to everyone else and it'll spread around that I'm not, I'm not uh, likable and I'm a nice person, but in reality, you shouldn't be doing work for free. Um, I found out that I was getting paid like a minimum $20,000 less than my male co The thing that I've also noticed that I noticed when I was in corporate was that a lot of yeah. women, they have to take quote unquote like foot in the door jobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they end up yeah. doing their role slash admin or slash yep. receptionist slash so they're actually in two jobs for less money. So when I was um, in commercial real estate, I was an analyst with a degree in property economics. And mm-hmm. when I graduated, I was like, I'm going to ask for a pay rise. So I also, then I also was slash admin because the justification was I didn't have a degree. So when I got my degree, I was like, cool, well, obviously we'll get the fuck rid of that. And I'll do what all the men in the office are doing. Cause each team had an analyst. There's like right. eight teams. So, and all of them are men except for me. So I went around to all the boys and asked them what they were on because I was like. I love that you did Well, because I was way. like, if they don't tell me, they're sus as fuck. And also because they were all like friendly and because they all kind of <laughs> wanted to fuck me. So I was like, I was like, <laughs> I was use this, use this, put on your best court hey. shoes and your pencil skirt, doll. Get that so info, around and Get I, that info. And I, yeah, and I was like, what are you just like, I'm just going in for a pay rise. I don't know like what to do. Like, I don't know. Um, and all of them were at least like $20,000 earning more than me. Um, and they had been doing the same job as you at the time. Yeah, yeah, same, same job, same job. Yep, yep, but yep, I was yep. doing my job plus quote unquote admin. admin so I was, actually, yep. I was doing all the stuff that analysts would do, and then I also was plus doing 40%. miscellaneous admin, which included bullshit like um, yep. them wanting to. So like, I remember one year they wanted me to all the all the women in the office <laughs> would, um, and because it's commercial real estate, there's like I think there was was there even a female agent? I don't. Maybe there was one. So all the women in the office were like admin and receptionist. And then I was the only one that lived in this, like in this gray area of like, oh, you're an, you have a man's job, but you're also a woman. So therefore we have to put admin on your role. (laughs) And, um, they, the women would organize the Christmas parties and all the, all the fucking morning teas and all the fucking things because they were admin. Right. And I was like, okay, I guess you Mm -hmm. can't justify that. But. One year, uh, one, the, the the like party organizer people were like, Abby, are you going to come down and set up the Christmas party? And I was like, oh, no. And they were like, why? And I was like, it's not my job. And they were like, yeah. but but well, all the girls are doing it. And I was like, I, 
I'm simply, I'm simply not here. I'm not an events organizer. I'm an analyst. I've actual, I've work to do. You also all have work to do, and you've all been brainwashed into thinking that you should go and do it because you're all the women in the office. You're not getting paid any more to be the events organizer. They, they act like it's a privilege for you to be able to plan all the parties. It's a fun job, and actually, you're mm-hmm. doing like, like twenty extra hours a week planning the fucking Christmas party for an organization with like five hundred people. They're not giving paying you any more money for a party that has like a hundred thousand dollar budget. They can't even yeah. pay you an extra bonus of $1,000 to fucking do this. And it became a huge fight where I got, like, spoken to about my attitude at work because what? I wouldn't go and help out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just I refused to go and do it. I like Because the year before I was, like, handing out everyone's name badges and stuff. I'm like, what the fuck? No. Anyway, so I found out that I was getting paid less than all the men. I went into my performance review and was like, okay, so here's the amount of money. Because I used to do these things called information memorandums which are basically Ooh. like they're called IMs. They're basically like, long story short, they're like a document that's a property. And I would do them all from scratch, obviously as part of my salary, but a lot of the departments would outsource them mm-hmm. and they would people would charge like $10,000 to do an IM that was nice, right? Like there are people that do this for a living. But you DIY'd it, saving them a I shit I DIY'd it. So I, I saved them better. Obviously it wasn't like my sole job in graphic design. So it wasn't like as high quality, but I was like, I've done sure. like 10 IMs this quarter. So I've saved you, let's say if you were charging for like someone who was kind of learning on the lower end that wasn't just doing graphic design, you'd pay like $5,000. I've saved you $25,000 this quarter. Da, 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 yeah. da. And I was like, here's kind of how much this, this skill that I have is worth because no one else can do this program in the office. Also, and then they were like, no, you know, we don't really have the budget. And I was like, okay, here's the thing. All the men get paid $20,000 more than me. Nice. And um, what happened? I got $20,000 more. You um, did? Yeah. Yay. Yay. But now nice. have to take you to have to do all of that to get that money. I know. It was fucked. And then I left. And then I went in The Bachelor. And then the rest is history. But um, the rest is history. I have men in my life tell me that, like, Come on, like you haven't actually ever been explicitly discriminated against. I'm like I've been told two times explicitly in my career you do, you can have this job because you are a woman, and I think that it happens so often. And unfortunately, you have to do like some investigating. Like you have to, if you weren't told mm-hmm. that you were getting paid yeah. a different amount, you wouldn't be. Lem, have you ever had any? I mean, it's fucked the amount of times I think I've been in a situation where I've asked for money and was not heard. Mm. Mm-hmm. There was one time where I got offered a promotion. From a producer to a senior producer, mm-hmm. but without pay. Oh, because and it's an honor. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's not a you fucking honor. You should be so honor. lucky, Lam. Yeah. You should be I, stoked. I quit. Yeah. I actually quit after Good. that. Yeah. I was just like, you're not giving me the money. Well, you're giving me more responsibility, mm. but without more pay. Mm-hmm. So how does yeah. that work? You know? But there's one thing that I think has helped me a lot, which is, and okay. helped all of us a lot, which is the pay secrecy clauses now that have been Yes, uh, they only got outlawed this year. Okay, mm-hmm. what is this? Uh, Maggie, you're the expert. You go. Well, so in Australia, actually the US and the UK outlawed pay secrecy clauses a long time ago, but Australia still had them up until this year, earlier in the year. Albo got rid of them. So basically it was a clause that said if you discuss, if you dare to discuss your comp with other people, that is like a sackable offence and you were (gasps) not allowed to do that. To the point where there were banks in Australia very recently, I think it was last year, who sacked people because they discussed openly their salaries. And at that point, pay secrecy clauses were legal. There was a pay secret clause in their contract. And so, and the whole, the, you know, when things are a secret, people are not allowed to talk about it. And when you can't shine a light on things, they can't change, right? And so that's why it's some good news in Oz, the fact that they've now gotten rid of those clauses. So talk away, people. Speak freely about what you earn and talk to your mates and your colleagues so that you can understand more, for sure. Which is what I tried to do this year as well. 
Oh my goodness. What to speak about your. Just speak about my pay to random people. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I even had a conversation with Amy, our video producer, and told her, like, go ask people how much they're getting to know how much you should be getting. Yeah, you should. I just think it's okay to do that. I think it needs to be transparent. I think they need to put steps mm. to say, this is what you, what you are on this role. These are your responsibilities. Next role are these responsibilities, metrics that are measurable, tangible, and everybody needs to see that and know why they would be getting paid less or more. I mean, it works great in government. That's right? what I was going to say, like the government where they have the different, mm-hmm. so in government they have different bands. Um, levels. The bands, yeah. that's and right. You can, yeah. And you can go up to the band, you can go up to the next one, and if you're on level like band eight or whatever the fuck, you're like, great, yeah. I'm on... $85,000 this year. But I, I, th- I think that if, anyone, if someone's a senior producer, for example, like you were saying, they should be on a pretty standard salary. Yeah, it was just, I think lack of transparency is what creates this issue or not really creates, but it catalyzes it. It makes it just yeah. sit there and no one knows mm. what the other one is, is being paid. Mm. So how will mm. you know that you're being underpaid if you don't know mm. what the others are being paid? Simply, yeah, yeah. transparency is the thing that's going to resolve the, not resolve this. Sorry, sorry. There's lots of things, but it's a sure. huge step. One, one I should have read my contracts better when I was in corporate. I could have been fired at any moment. Uh, Fucking yeah. hell! Oh uh, yeah, you would I have been. I was causing havoc in the office, running around <laughs> in my little hispy, running around to each desk, going like, um, "What are you guys on? What are you guys on?" I just thought that was like a normal thing to do because I was but like, "These money knockers." I reckon we should normalize that, you know, and I think sometimes like I think instead of saying, yo, you paid 78,000, it's it's nice to be like, hey, I'm going in for a view. Like I I was thinking I should be paid in the range of like 78 to 90. Does that feel about right for you? Because sometimes when you give people a range, they can be like, oh, yeah, def ask for that. Or they'll be like, no, 100%, you should be on 100K plus, blah, blah, blah. Because I think some people are still awkward because of the way we're socialized. Some people are like, I'm not telling you exactly what I'm on. But if you give them a range, be like, are you thinking 80 to 90 or should I be asking for 110 plus? Like, where do you see me sitting? Sometimes if you put it in that way. But I, I reckon we should like give everyone a bit of homework after listening today. Go out there and talk to your best mate about what they earn. Like just text, WhatsApp one person, whatever, DM one person mm. today or have a convo about what they're earning because it's like a muscle that we have to build. We're basically trying to change, like generationally trying to change our attitudes towards money and awkwardness mm. around pay, all that kind of stuff, especially for women. Right, because as little girls, we're taught it's like not polite to talk about money, sex, or politics. You know, yeah, um, but that's not really worked in our favour. And then my three favourite topics. So it's like <laughs> <laughs> I have no personality if I wasn't allowed to speak about those three Life's things. Life's pretty boring if you don't talk about sex, money, and politics, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, Maggie, say if uh, you were in my position in corporate life where you found yep. out that people were on more money than you, how would you approach the performance review or salary renegotiation with your boss? What's like, is there a certain structure that you should follow in order yep. to be paid, be compensated for your work? I mean, honestly, you kind of said like what you did was like almost spot on, right? Like you went in there and you're like, yo, I've been doing these memorandum things and saving you a heap of cash. So you want to go in there with evidence. You don't want to just be like, hi, it's performance review time. Please can I have some money? Like that's just kind of not enough, right? You've got to have like the meat on the bone. Like what's the data? What's the stats? What's the facts and figures? Like how much money? And that's why I love the example that you gave. You're like, I've been saving you 25K a quarter. So you basically save them 100K a year. So even if they gave you 10% of that, it'd be like 10K, which really mm. is nothing compared to the 90K you would have saved them. So you want to give like reasons, statistics, examples. Like if you get feedback, you want to screenshot that because like I couldn't tell you what I had for dinner three nights ago, let alone what I did at work three months ago. 
right? And so part of the reason why we built the Pep Talker app was for that exact reason, so that you can track it super easily in your phone. It'll send you a prompt to like put in a win to be like, you know, recorded three podcast episodes this week or organized four school excursions this month if you're a school teacher or like Mm -hmm. closed four deals if you're in sales, whatever. Write it down with data. And then you've kind of got your brag options and your items that you can take in and kind of whack down on the table when you go in that for that performance review. So that's the first thing. You want to have all the data there. You also need to have an understanding of, to Abby's point, like what is what what are other folks in the organization getting paid? Like what's going on on Glassdoor? What's the average? What does government pay? Which has got super transparent salary info. So you can find that. Like if you had your equivalent job in government, what would that be on? right? Like talk to people so you can get a sense. And also make sure that if you identify as a woman, talk to men, because we know even in Australia where there is a gender pay gap, don't come at us haters, that the guys are getting paid more, right? So if you've at least had some conversations with them, that can kind of give you a bit of a litmus test in your head as to where you could be sitting. And then what I loved, Abby, you went in with your data, you tried to do the right thing. And when they were like batted you away, then you went back with the, with the, um, the fact that, yo, I actually know that what you're doing is not right and and here's the reality of that. But a lot of people feel really uncomfortable doing that, right? They don't want to have to get to that point where they say, I know that I'm getting paid less than Luke Mm. and John sitting next to me, like cough up the extra cash. But if you can go in and do those steps first, hopefully you'll get to that point. But I have no issue with people saying like, we know that other folks in the organisation are getting paid more. Like it's my expectation that my comp is leveled up. So there's ways that you can say it, right? So instead of saying, I know I'm getting paid less, you can be like, I just want to make sure that whatever offer you come back with is commensurate with other people at my level in the organization. So okay. you kind just of say that and play it out loud when you go into you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it's because to Abby's point, it's the backlash. It's the backlash effect that women and mm. people of color have in the workforce. So like we try to do the right thing. We try and get paid more because we know we're worth it. And then we get treated differently because we dared to ask for that. Like Abby was saying, like she got treated differently and got put on notice because she dared to say, no, I'm not doing the Christmas party. It's not my job. So unfortunately, you know, there is this sort of strategic thinking ahead of time, I guess, that goes into circumventing the backlash effect as much as we can. Obviously, mm. I hope we get to the point where it doesn't fucking exist. But for the now, reality while is, it is around. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. You have to, unfortunately, we do have to try and find yeah, um, back roads to, to to equality rather than just being to like, I outcome. know this is the case. Can I ask, yeah. like, after you, yeah, after you said all of these things, mm-hmm. what if, because I have heard this, like, argument so many times, yep. blaming it on the economy? Yeah. Like, oh, it's right the now. situation is, tough. yeah, exactly. That's A. And B, mm-hmm. what do you do with the female-led roles that are generally, you think, will deserve better, but because it's all females or like a lot of them, like teachers, for example, mm, what right. do they do in that, in that context then? There's no, n- nothing to, because it sounds like a solid argument to say, hey, they're getting paid more than me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you do in these two, like, out of your c- control factors? Well, you know, the most outrageous thing, Lam, is that like teachers and nurses, overwhelmingly female, right, mm, yeah. in terms of the, the people that make up that, that industry, and yet there is still a pay gap, a massive gap in favour yeah. of the dudes. So <laughs> oh, male wow. nurses and male teachers on average are earning more. Like what? It just like, it, like it just, it's mind-blowing. So what we actually see throughout history is that as more women go into industries, salaries drop because there's this perception that now it's, oh, quote-unquote, women's work. And as a society, we don't value women's work at as high a level as other work, right? Which is why, for some reason, stock traders get paid a hell of a lot of money and teachers and nurses who are literally holding up society don't. 
Like it, does, it doesn't make any sense. Um, it's also interesting that teachers, there are so, when you think about it, there aren't very many male teachers, but there are a shit ton of fucking male principals. Yes, correct. Yeah. Like almost correct. every school has a male principal yeah. and they have like maybe one other male teacher on faculty and the rest, because uh, my mum's a teacher, so we always talk about this. Yeah, my mum's a teacher too, yeah. Abby. Oh, yeah, my God. Wrong, uh, you know? <laughs> why do kids of teachers always gravitate towards me? I knew none growing up and now all of them are near me all the time. I love it. <laughs> Guess what? Oh, Mum's oh, a teacher. No, Mum was a teacher. Yes. She was. Oh I God. swear. English IT. Oh, yep, she English was. English and IT. English it. and IT. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's why you're so good on the technical that's items. That's why you're talking. Writes a great essay. Yes. So, sorry, I interrupted you there because it's something that I always think about is that fucking... It's so bad. Yeah. Like we treat teachers and it's so bad. But Lam, what's your, what was your question? The again, economic, the economic like blaming it on the economy. Oh, I got that economy. so many times. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah. I you mean, can tell that I do. I start up this conversation a lot, by the way. Yeah, and to, to your point around consistency, like you need to ask for a raise every single year. Like I had this client, um, she came through the app and she ended up joining with our communities, and she was like, "I can't ask for a raise." I was like, "Oh, how come?" She's like, "No, it doesn't work." I was like, "Oh, what happened?" She's like, "I asked for one five years ago, and they said no." <gasps> I was like, okay, and then what happened? She's like, well, no, nah, I just that's it. I was like, <gasps> five oh years God, and inflation's been bananas in that five years. So she's literally been sliding backwards because she didn't even get CPI to keep up with inflation, right? So you've got to ask every year uh, because, unfortunately, for better or worse, the squeaky wheel gets the oil, right? So you've got to be asking. But the other thing, Lem, going back to your question of, like, what do you do if they keep saying no, you've got to have leverage, right? And sometimes that means you've got to be willing to walk away. Like that hopefully I've done doesn't that before. get to that point. I've quit. You've quit. I quit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I quit yeah. a job because I, I got to a stage where yeah. I had um, over-delivered on my KPIs yeah. and it was just, yeah, no, I, I had to just do it. I also had to do it for my own soul of going, you know, I, I need to do, I'm obviously not happy um, and I don't feel valued and, and I've just got to walk away. And what and happened very when you did walk away? What was the next gig and the next paycheck? Uh, it was relatively the same yep. and it was a completely different country. Okay, <laughs> I was okay. like, I'm out of here. <laughs> bon you know? But yeah, I mean, I find as well in our industry, it, it can be very difficult yeah. and different just yeah, based yeah. on roles yeah. and skill set. And that's sort of what I was talking a little bit about before. I think that for a role, there's definitely a, um, a certain salary that would reflect that. But definitely if somebody is exceeding that, then I think that they are worthy of um, being remunerated accordingly. Mm-hmm. And you do, you often hear the example of uh, with uh, CPI and inflation. Can you just talk a little bit about that? Um, yeah. Just about how some people say you can't, you, you shouldn't use that as an example or a reason for getting a pay rise because that business as well has to incur a lot of additional expenses because of that. Is that right? Or what are your thoughts? Yeah, on? I mean, CPI, inflation means that the cost of everything's going up, right? Like bananas, the cost of microphone, uh, microphones, if you're working in, in radio, <laughs> yeah. audio, the cost of everything, right? Like paper for teachers, blackboards, everything goes up when it, when inflation's rising. So yes, there's a cost up to the business. But for example, if you work at a union organisation um, where you have a union agreement or whatever, most of those organisations will actually have inflation built in. So even if you don't get a pay rise in those organisations, your pay, like for example, I 
used to work at Channel 10 back when I was a junior burger and that was a union agreement and like it was written in that we got 3% a year or something like that. So even if I didn't get a pay raise, my, my, my pay was going to go up by 3% anyway because the union had negotiated that, right? So if you work at an organisation where there is that agreement, you might get that as well. I mean, the thing is, if you're going in for a pay raise, hopefully you're looking for more than just inflation, right? Because if you're going in there with the runs on the board and the value to the business, you might actually be asking for more than that. I would always start with like, what are your wins? What are the successes that you've been tracking? If you use the Pet Talker app or something else, I don't really care, but I just want you to write down those receipts so you've got it to kind of present it back. Start with that. And then maybe per Abby's example, if that doesn't work, then you can say, and PS, it's been, for example, one of my clients, she hasn't had a raise for three years and her job's expanded. So she was going in with like a three-step strategy approach. She was going to go in with the successes. If that didn't work, she was going to go in with the job increase. If that didn't work, she was going to go in with inflation. So I don't have a problem with people raising it. I wouldn't necessarily make it the first thing because maybe they were going to offer you seven or eight percent or ten percent. And if you ask for inflation, they might just lowball you and only give you that. Right. So we're always going in to maximize what we can get. So we always start with salary. And by the way, if they say no, they're like, oh, we're all really hurting. Times are tough. Economy, uh, post-COVID, whatever. Then you can be like, okay, obviously I'm disappointed and let's revisit that in six months. In the meantime, it would be really valuable to me if I could have an extra five days of annual leave that we just take off the books because that would really help me to rejuvenate and that's something that I would gain a lot of value from. Mm. On professional development as well, right? right? Professional development. Can I get my car parking paid for? Could I come in at 11 a.m. on a Tuesday because I want to learn the cello? Whatever. <laughs> like, are there like non-monetary things that you can negotiate? If, if mon- like definitely start with the cash. And if, if you just keep getting like booted back and back and back and told no, 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 then you can move to non-monetary stuff. But you want to prepare that in advance, right? So that you can kind of keep the conversation going. Okay. So you're at Pep Talker. Can you walk us through that and, and what, I guess, services it offers? Yeah, so the app's, app's super simple. I like to talk about it's kind of like a period tracking app. Except, Love. Yeah, but <laughs> we don't track your cycle. We track your work, work wins, basically. So, like, you know, in a period tracking app, you kind of put in stuff about your cycle or like a Fitbit or whatever. Had unprotected steps, sex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going, sleep. It's kind of like that, but maybe you would leave the sex out of it and really just focus right. on the work oh, stuff. Okay, um, yeah. so you might Unless you're a sex worker. Yeah, yeah. Yes, correct. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, in which case that would be very important in terms of the successes you've had at work that week. Right, so you might want to put in like the podcast awards you you all have been nominated for. Mm, You might want to put in like social media stuff that's gone viral. You might want to put in like brand deals that you've closed, like, you know, hits on the website, blah, 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 blah. And then you just kind of track it in the one place. It'll send you like a quote once a week to kind of like motivate you. It'll be like, Abby, what's up? What are you really stoked about this week at work? la 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 you just kind of put it in tap 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 upload a pic whatever maybe you get a really big guest you can upload a pic whatever and then it's just there and you can export it as a pdf you can email it to yourself whatever so yeah that's what the pep talker app does and it's free so it's part of our impact work because we're a for-profit business but obviously we're for purpose and so we wanted to make this accessible to everyone Uh, and so that's yeah that's what we did i'm not a tech person so i had to figure out how to build it so for anyone out there thinking of building an app um it's hectic but it's possible um yeah so we launched that at vogue codes a couple of years ago and it's funny actually Abby we got featured by Google the other day on the on the app store Ooh. but which is awesome but then what happens we get so many haters because people are like oh the pay gap what that's bullshit feminists mm. what psychos so then they just trash our ranking with like giving right. us really bad reviews so it's hectic it's so funny like these psychos <laughs> are everywhere they just chase us in the Google app store the Apple app store they'll just like hunt us down and then put in these like very patriarchal misogynistic comments which you know 
I mean, yeah. Why do you think men are so angry at the thought of women um, saying they aren't getting paid the same amount as them? I don't know. I think there's, I think some people are just really angry. I honestly, I mean, I'm assuming it's education. I like to think that people are good. I don't know if I'm naive. Maybe I am, but I just think they don't get it. Cause you know, if you crunch the numbers and because there are politicians and staff who kind of make these outlandish claims that it's not real. And like, you can look at every country around the world in almost every single industry. I think there's one industry where there's no pay gap. Every other industry, there is a pay gap in favor of men. And you can take out the fact that women have kids. You can pull that out of the numbers and take that mm-hmm. out of the equation, there's still a pay gap. You can take out the fact that women are more likely to go into professions that get paid less, like childcare workers, like teaching. So you can even account for that and strip that out of the data. And there's still a gap. There's a smaller gap, but there's still a gap. And so like, it doesn't, it just, it's, I don't even know. They're just like, they're not being logical about it. There's still a gap that exists. Even if you account for childcare, having kids, blah, 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 there is still a pay gap. And the statisticians can prove it to you better than I can, but it exists, right? And that's the part of the equation that social researchers and, and social scientists say that is, is unconscious bias and discrimination. And that's that's what it comes down to. I feel like when you're talking to Sen, I think maybe it's that they know, they know there must be some sort of pay gap. Otherwise, they wouldn't be so angry. Yeah, right? They, 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 so they think that if women are given equal pay, then they will, then they will have their pay taken away from them or they won't have the opportunities to keep winding yeah. up? Or is it just yeah. that they, Lem's thinking, I Lem's got a, a good thought. I had, it's I don't your know face. good or not. I, going, had a, <laughs> I had a conversation with a 55-year-old white man yesterday. He's, How fun he's my that? friend. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's my friend. I, I can disagree with people and still be friends with them, but that, that conversation was like, what the fuck, dude? I was telling him like I'm really? yeah I'm, I'm a bit stressed wow. out with kids and stuff and and he's like oh but you know there's not a lot of differences between the sexes like we also get stressed too you know oh and poor I'm like things. dude what are you talking what? about like there's you don't actually do anything with your kids your wife does everything and I know that and I see it and he's like yeah but stress is stress you know I feel mm. like he's been on some YouTube rabbit hole. That's like feeding into his ego, telling him like, no, it's not there. You're actually just like them. He's like, stress is stress, Lem. Stress is stress for everyone. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, no, it's not. (laughs) It's not. And it's not the same when you're stressed Mm -hmm. about work Mm -hmm. and then also bringing parenting into this. Not, Mm -hmm. not that women who don't, who don't have kids also don't have their own stresses, but it's, it's that idea that mental load is still not fucking understood by them because they have the privilege of not being through it. And I still think women have the mental load more than men do, even if they yeah. don't have kids. Like the the house stuff and the cleaning and all of that shit. Like, yeah, anyway, I just think and they... And then the office too. Like Abby was saying with the Christmas party, that's like the office mum stuff. You yeah, know? Like that's yeah. like a mental load that women mm. carry in the workplace. Yeah. For, for what? The admin had been taken out of your job. And yet there was still an expectation, to your point, Lem, that we're just going to dump that on you as well. Because mm. societally that's been the expectation for generations. And so we're fighting against that. We're trying to shift mm. that. They don't like it. They just don't ages. like... Some yeah. men do not like the idea that, you know, that they're, they're the ones that are gaining more in any way. And I think that is what's, what's bringing them to the table mm. saying, no, we, we're both equal. You're, you're not correct about or that. Or is it also they think, well, if, if there is a pay gap, I deserve the, the money more. And they want to think that there's a yes. reason why. They want to be like, well, I deserve more money because you go and have babies. Yeah. I didn't yeah. choose to have a fucking uterus. <laughs> no, Ted. You know what I mean? Like, get yeah, fucked. 
<laughs> you deserve way more money if you are going to have children have like children. that. Is an epic, epic yeah. effort. Well, and I think it's the fear. I think it's like the like it's it's the fear of not knowing. If I acknowledge that there is a pay gap, if I acknowledge that there is misogyny, if I acknowledge that there's um, inequality that exists. There's the fear of like, what does that mean for me? Am I going to miss out? Do I have to do something? Mm. Am I going to lose? And I think there's this concept of like the pie is going to get smaller when actually we know again from research that actually if we could close the gender pay gap, GDP would actually grow. So my attitude is the pie is going to get bigger. Don't mm. worry, you're not going to go hungry. There's still more mm. to go around. But I think it's just the fear of the unknown and it's a shame. And I think, you know, it's, it starts with a conversation. So Lem, like I just want to applaud everyone who's having the conversations with that are really tough conversations. It's not easy to call that stuff out. But I do believe that like incrementally, if we can keep to doing that as annoying and frustrating as it is that we have to take on that extra mental load too, hopefully I'm fingers crossed, like the ripple effect of that eventually will cause like a massive tidal wave of change. I hope maybe eventually. I think as well, a lot of men feel threatened right. by yeah. the idea that, you know, that maybe by giving them more money, it means that you're giving them more power and therefore mm-hmm. they're not going to be able oh. to, you know, have that sort of power and maybe that's sort of where it comes from. That's a good point. Um, there's been a there's been a video going viral on TikTok regarding gender pay gap. Mm-hmm. So Lem's got it here. Yeah. Shall we play? I'd love for you to deconstruct this and analyse this and tell everyone why they're wrong. So this is a Senate he- a Senate hearing, right? It came up in my TikTok and I just. I saw it and I was like, oh, God, that's so embarrassing. So it's um, <laughs> Senate Estimates <laughs> and it's with, Maggie, what's her name? This is, with, this is with Libby Lyons, who was the head of the Women and Gender Equality Agency. Libby Lyons and a bald white man with glasses and a suit. Okay, so it could be anyone in Senate. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. So do you take into account the fact that on average a male full-time employee works longer hours than a female full-time employee? N- not directly, no. You don't. We an, but we annualise the part-time hours and those that have worked full-time but for part of the year. What about if you did it on an hourly rate? What would be the gender hourly pay gap? Well, we don't have that data, Senator. You don't have that data? No, because we ask for annualised salaries because, and from our employers when they report their data in. OK, so if, uh, if a woman was working fewer hours but earning the same... Uh, rates per hour as a man doing the same job, would that show up as a gender pay gap? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that question is so confusing. Okay, Maggie, hit us. Maggie, sorry, sorry. You had your you have your thing on mute. So if you can unmute it, is it on? Yeah, because I was swearing yeah. too much because I was so <laughs> frustrated. <laughs> I was just like blowing up. I was just like, oh, oh my so, god. Yeah, it's, so there's an agency in Australia called the Women and Gender Equality Agency that tracks the pay gap of the top companies in Australia. And by the way, get excited. Next year, it's going to be public. Ooh. So it already is in the United Kingdom, BTW. So if you Google United Kingdom pay gap for most of the large companies, you'll actually be able to find it. So if you work for a multinational in Australia, you can Google and openly see what the pay gap is of your equivalent company in the UK. Side note. Anyway, back to the TikTok video. It's so frustrating because we know that there's a gap for women working full-time, women working part-time. It really doesn't matter. His questions were inane and honestly, he just totally missed the point. The data that's collected is from large employees, most of whom pay salaries, so it's not an hourly rate. But even if we did break it down by hourly, there would still be a gap. So anyway, even in the in the government, right, where there are those really strict bans, etc., uh-huh. there's still a pay gap. 
crap because within band eight or whatever band four there's still a range right like it might be 50 to 60 or like 110 to 150 there's still a range within those bands and that's where the unconscious bias and discrimination comes in so even Mm -hmm. if you do everything that you can to try and get rid of it it still creeps in because as humans we have bias you know we don't like it but it exists and so you know we're fighting against that but anyway that tiktok annoys me because it's just frustrating I mean, also his point of men work more hours in a full-time job, is he saying that men work more overtime hours? And if like, so, is this yeah. self-reported? Because the amount of fucking men that he goes, yeah, it's 100 hours, <laughs> oh, I work 100 hours a week. And I go, no, you don't. I go, no, you don't. And they go, yeah, yeah. I was the office from 4 a.m. to 1 a.m. And I go, no, you weren't. No, you weren't, mate. No, you're, your stocks never sleep. And I go, shut up. Get out of my face with the golden sheaf. You know what I mean? I go, I go, fuck off. Like, it's like, and they go, you will fucking, I go, no, no, you don't. Like, I think that a lot of, I think that a lot of men, if this is self-reported, this is in theory, but I just want to make a point about a lot of fucking men, particularly men in finance and men in property oh, yeah. and lawyers that I've known, they like, they, they think it's the biggest, like, they just want to wait themselves off in front of everyone. Not literally. <laughs> Not literally. But about how many hours they work in a week. Yeah. Um, and they think that it makes them really impressive. I think because a lot of men, they, they only value in their life, that you know, the patriarchy mm-hmm. harms men as well. The only value they see themselves in having is how hard they work. So right. if they, I think if they were self-reporting, they'd be like, yeah, I work fucking 100 hours a week. It's like, no, <laughs> you don't. Fucking hell, I was filming 100 hours a week when I was filming FBoy Island and that was fucking like 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. seven days a week. Bitch, you are, not doing, you are not doing 100 yeah. hours a week every week of the yeah. year. Bit of yeah. shush, please. Well, well I got yeah, it for three like, weeks oh, and I yeah. almost died. I almost died. You know, <laughs> not really. It was actually really fun, and I was just hosting a TV show. But you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> it's still hard work. No, but exactly. But the senator's just kind of missing the point. And this is the problem. A lot of the haters they actually don't want to know that it exists. They actually prefer to bury their head in the sand. Uh, and so I find it's helpful to have a few one-liners just to kind of shut them down. You know, uh, if you come across said people, Lem, if you're having a conversation with someone who you don't like and you want to shut them down on these, okay, still role play. Like, it's still role play. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. let's do this. Oi, so. <laughs> <laughs> are we? Are we at the Cacao we're at Fridays, in Brisbane? No, yeah, we're, oh, we're at Fridays in we're Brisbane. We're at Fridays in yes. Brisbane. Yeah, okay. Yeah, love it. Queensland Oi, not. Yeah, are you from Queensland? Yeah. Is that what you said, the Caco? I used to yeah. um, do, I used to look at the, the can bar at the Caco. <laughs> side note. Yeah, yeah, on Origin Night. On Origin Night. Oh, my With gosh. I used to 4X Brewery. We need to have a conversation Oh, my God. I used to live in... Anyway, like I just <laughs> smell the brewery from my house. Yeah, yeah. I'm um, guys, if I had down the road, back. smells like literal shit, like literal dung. It's a lot. Like it smells like literal dung. Better taste nummies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> have you forex? It's bizarre. Okay. Oi, nah. So like, chicks get paid less because like they get priggers and shit, eh? Um, how can I put this to you in a way that you'll understand the facts that I'm telling you? Fake news is yeah. very 2020, old mate. So all right, mate, but like. Chicks are getting pregnant, they're going up the duff and shit. So, like, if they're going to go and do that and have time off with their fucking babies, mm. then, like, yeah. why are they getting paid the same amount as me who sits in the office all day and has lunch with the boys who goes for four hours? <laughs> Working their 100 hours. Their 100 yeah. hour weeks having Doing lunch with the lads. 100 hours a week. You understand. I am at Fridays right now at 2 p.m. on a Wednesday. But I will tell you, <laughs> I work really hard. So how come chicks get should get paid the same? 
Mate, I don't make up the stats. The facts and figures speak for themselves. If you take a look, you'll see, even when we account for the fact that women take time out of the workforce to have kids, caring responsibilities, even after you take that out of the data, it still exists, mate. I don't know how much clearer I can put it to you, to be honest. Not much clearer. All right, next question. <laughs> <laughs> the conversation at 2pm is different from 2am. At that yeah. point, I just feel like, I'm going to stop you right there and I'm walking away. So. <laughs> um. Yeah, okay, but, like, chicks can't really, like, do what me and the boys do, so, like, why should they get paid the same amount, you know what I mean? It's all about, like, how good you can be, like, at your job and and all that. That's so interesting. What's the data that supports that? I've never heard this before. Um, My life experience, love. Yeah. (laughs) Look, one life experience is definitely very interesting, and I'm sure you've led a very important life, but when we look at it, statistically speaking, across society, actually, computer says, no, you're wrong. But thank you for your contribution. (laughs) Also, I'm sure you've lived a very important life. Is the funniest thing I've ever I'm sure you've lived a very important life. (laughs) Well, I'm sure you think you have anyway. Oh, Jono, who works on Eagle Jono. Street in Brisbane. The last Eagle thing Street that he Cowboys. would burn, if he were to burn her in the end, he would say, but the stats are made by women. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Chicks the with all this. The census doesn't lie, mate. The census nah, doesn't but lie. Listen, listen here, Megs, can I call you Megs? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Megs, um, I've, been looking at, I've been looking at the stats, actually, and I reckon because all these chicks have all this free time, because I'm working 100 hours a week, they spend their mm. little, they have a little hobby, right? And it's trying yeah. to, like, prove that they've got a gender pay gap because I work 100 hours a week, they work, like, 40 or something fucking embarrassing. So the thing is... <laughs> women are making up these stats so like how do we know they're right or wrong because women have Mm. like smaller brains than that Mm. all right mate let me just give you some statistics so across australia the gender pay gap sits at 13 percent, which means that we're earning at least 13,000 less for doing the exact same job even in teaching and nursing where there's more women than men there is still a pay gap in favor of men so how about you just suck on that How about, how about you suck on that, Meg? Oh, my God. Oh, no. I want a kiss? Oh, not after your two long island ice teas, I don't. Come That's on, rank. Love. I'll get you one. Don't you worry. I'll give you one of mine. Oh, Do you want to see? flashbacks to Brizzo. No. Yeah, let's go Literally the smokers that. area at Fridays. Oh, my God. I and miss it. And you'd come it. home and your hair would reek. Remember that? Oh, my God. It's, oh, fucking hell. Memories. miss it, though. Um, we had, I had so many things to speak to you about. I feel like we got lost in actual conversation, which is the best kind of podcasting. We don't do tick off of your, of your questions. Um, Maggie, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for the role play. Um, oh, any time, darling. Um, so plug your pluggables. Where can everyone find you? How can they be involved in Pep Talker? Yeah, ch- send me your questions. Send me your salary wins at Pep Talk Her on all of the socials. Trolls, please don't troll me in my DMs. I won't reply. But if you send mm. me a good, if you send me a success, I will reply to that. Um, if you've got questions, yeah, just just follow us on social. Or if you want to get a pay raise, go to peptalker.com forward slash pay me more. And there's a heap of free cheat sheets and scripts and stuff like that that you can use to kind of get paid more ASAP. Fingers crossed. Amazing. Thank you so much for your time. You're the best. Pleasure. Thanks, y'all. See ya. A listener production.